listening to Real Conversations and the Brightest Marketing Minds with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. This is Marketing, Marketing Unscripted. Unscripted. We're back in the studio today with Haley Martin, Director of Marketing for Avid Exchange. Haley, welcome. Hey, hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you would share a little bit about your background in marketing and maybe what's led you to Avid. Okay, wonderful. Well, I started, um, I got my bachelor's in marketing from University of South Florida and then moved up to North Carolina and got my MBA in marketing. Um, But at the time I was in a sales job and I loved it. Um, and I kept taking on some marketing side projects. And then um, really out of nowhere, this job at Avid Exchange opened up and I took the position uh, five and a half years ago now as a partner marketing coordinator and just kind of worked my way up the up the ladder. Wow. That's, that's quite a story. And then get into, if you would, your, your department. Like how many people do you manage? What areas of marketing do you guys really focus on? Yeah. So our department is, I think, pretty unique. Um, we Our marketing team is split into three functions. So we have product marketing, demand generation, and core marketing. And by core marketing, it's like brand buzz, communications, um, PR, that type of thing. So my team is the demand gen team, and I lead eight campaign managers. And we're responsible for basically driving all the campaigns to generate revenue for the company. So you guys are like the arm that's like the most measured probably. Yes, very heavily measured. And where are you finding the most success in, in, in campaigns? Like what type of content's generating the right return for you and where and and what format? Yeah, um, gosh, there's so many different things that I could talk about. So organic um, is still our number one driver for quality leads. And in our company, we're actually measured by you know, payment pipeline, which is kind of unique, but organic still the number one channel. And then secondary to that is probably um, our partner marketing efforts. We have a partner channel, a resellers, referral partners, and we do a lot of co-marketing. So in a way of organic, you're speaking about search engine optimization, driving that organic traffic. Mm-hmm. And so people are finding you through search. They're, they're looking for a solution. And Avid Exchange is hopefully coming to the top. Yes. Now right. it's been a process. Right. So do you have an in-house team doing search engine optimization uh, or do you guys outsource that? We do it in-house. We do pretty wow. much everything in-house at this point. We have somebody that's literally her only job is paid search. So she does that. And then somebody else that oversees the organic channel, we kind of call them this inbound marketing team. And on the team is, you know, digital marketing experts and writers and, um, a web developer as well. Gotcha. So now are you all doing, you know, how do you, are you, so you're measuring those metrics each and every week because you're tied right to the sales team. So mm-hmm. if they're not getting leads to call, then, then they're not you're happy. Gonna, they're um, not happy and you're going to hear <laughs> about it. So uh, in, in the way of inbound marketing, what tools do you guys use? And of course you're using Google analytics and all these other great things. Um, do you use an inbound marketing software like HubSpot or something of that nature? Yeah, we're actually using HubSpot as our marketing automation platform. And then we use Salesforce as our CRM. Um, we use a lot of other tools as well on the side. Uh, but I really can't speak to that. Uh, our digital marketing manager has a lot of little tools in his toolkit that I don't even know if I'm aware of all of them. So you're using, using, you're integrating quite a few systems Mm -hmm. into one. So you've got HubSpot, uh, you know, and then you've got, 
you're using a WordPress to drive your websites and you have an in-house person to, to mm-hmm. build and to monitor and um, to modify. And then you're using Salesforce. Yes. Wow. What else are you using? What else do you, in, in the way of driving leads to the website? Um, well, we use, not really for leads, but we use Wistia for our video. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they are wonderful. And then you already mentioned Google Analytics. Of course, we're using that. Um, we use Asana as our project management tool, which, I mean, basically, our whole all 30 of us are in Asana working on projects and collaborating every day. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, I mean, those are really the main tools between the website, HubSpot, Salesforce. Oh, we also use Smartsheet. Um, on the outside to track all of our campaign performance and manage our budget. So let's get back to actual content and format. What do you, what's working really well? Like what type of messaging and, um, and what style of, of marketing, video, podcasting, you know, traditional copy, what, what, what's working well? So what's working well is really more middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel content. So lots of video testimonials, written case studies, um, some of our webinars that perform the best are just like right to the point. AP Automation 101. What do we mean when we're talking about AP Automation? What does it mean for you? What are the benefits? What other companies are doing it? You know, and why should you do it today? Um, we don't generate a lot of top of the funnel content. We're starting to focus more on that because we realize that we do need to keep the, you know, the top of the funnel full. Um, but a lot of our success has really been just going straight for the demo as a call to action. Now, you'd mentioned that you, you, everything's done in-house uh, pretty much. So do you guys have an in-house video production team or what does that look like? We don't. That's actually one of the only things we outsource right now is video production. And what types of like, I'm just curious, obviously, being in that business, mm-hmm. what types of video uh, projects do you guys look to to produce for, for, for Avid Exchange? So we recently put together a, a very short overview of what AP Automation is and who Avid Exchange is. Um, it's like a two-minute video. Uh, and then we are doing a lot of video work right now. We have our user conference actually next week in Chicago. And so we have a whole team of videographers coming up to film all of our sessions and capture customer testimonials and partner testimonials on site. Gotcha. Very interesting. So in, in going back to the calls to action, mm-hmm. and so you're going like, so I see schedule a demo and then learn more. You've got it in a couple places, mm-hmm. um, video modals popping up and um, with testimonials. So w- when, when they go to that, schedule a demo, then that's going to be sent right to the sales team and it's going right into Salesforce at that time and HubSpot. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that process. Yeah, tell I think us how that works. We've we've changed it in the last year or so, and I think we're seeing a lot of success from what we're doing. So we added a layer in between marketing and sales. We call it market development. So you know, prospect comes to the website, fills out a form, requests a demo. It immediately gets routed to one of our market development reps. They pick up the phone, further qualify them, and then they set up the appointment for the sales team right then and there. So by the time it actually gets to sales. The lead's been qualified by marketing, by market development, and the demo is actually scheduled for them and put on their calendar. So it's kind of like inside sales versus outside sales. So this person's buttering them up, working, you know, you know, they're doing the pre-qualification, and that way the salespeople can spend their time uh, on the most qualified and, and useful uh, folks that they have in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Once you get somebody, let's say if someone's not quite qualified yet, Mm-hmm. You know, is there is there a delineation of when do we send them there or do we need to educate more? 
And do you have a funnel for the educate more folks? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have SLAs in place between marketing and market development. So they're required to call the prospect and email the prospect a certain number of times within a certain number of days. And if they don't convert and they don't want to schedule the appointment at that time, then they basically just go into Salesforce and select a dropdown that says nurture more. And that automatically pushes them into workflows that we have set up in HubSpot. Is there a, is there a workflow um, during, uh, are they getting like a, a campaign or a workflow during um, that time after they hit schedule demo? Or is that mostly manual that's happening from the, the inside Salesforce? Um, I'm a little confused by the question. Sorry. Well, okay. So I schedule a demo Mm -hmm. and then your, your team's going to call me that interim team, that inside sales team. And, um, and when they call me, they're trying to qualify, see if I'm a qualified prospect before they send it to sales. Um, when that happens, is there a stream of emails or education that they receive? Yes. But like you said, it's a little bit more manual. So they go straight to sales. It's really up to sales at that time after market development sets it up for them to work the lead. And then if, if the opportunity becomes closed loss, then it goes back to marketing for nurturing. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. So it goes back to marketing for nurturing. No, no, no activity happened. No demo. They need more time. Mm -hmm. That's that process is all automated, correct? Yes. So talked about that because that's, I really want to learn more on what's, what's too much, what's not enough. How often do they get touched? What are they, what are you sending them? That kind of thing. Yeah. So we basically, um, we have workflows set up by pain points. So at some point in the process, we've, because of our progressive profiling that we have set up in HubSpot, we've learned more, a little bit more about the prospect. We know their job title. We probably know what industry they're in and we know their biggest pain points around AP accounts payable. And so the workflows are set up mostly by pain points. Some of them are by job function if we don't have the other information captured and the workflows are set up for about six weeks. They receive four to five emails. And then really, honestly, if they don't respond after that, we kind of leave them alone for a while. So in those workflows, are you, I mean, they're getting an email, but are they also, are, are you delivering content in, in written form? Are you redirecting them to the website uh, with more written content or are you using video? How do you do that? A combination of everything. So the workflows all have different types of content. So we'll push them to video testimonials. We'll push them to written case studies. We'll invite them to an upcoming webinar, send them an ebook, um, And then if they don't respond to any of that, we, like I said, we leave them alone for a while. Are you all measuring statistics on Wistia for playtime uh, or have you integrated that uh, you know, you know, if they stay for this long, then go ahead and email then this. If they watch the full video, then this. That would be ideal. That's probably next steps for us. Right. It's very technical. Mm -hmm. It's It's very. And we have the tools to do it. And we have the team. We just need to work on it. Right. So if you guys are using Wistia, for example, and it sounds like you have a tremendous amount of content developed, being developed, automated for many different, you know, funnels of of where, where your prospect is in the process. Um, and you don't, you outsource video, mm-hmm. like, is that like a weekly thing? I mean, how much video content are you guys producing on a monthly basis? Yeah. You know, honestly, we don't produce as much video as you would think. That's probably the least, um, like content type that we're using. Um, we do a lot of webinars and so we get transcriptions from, we get customers on our webinars and we get the webinars transcribed. We turn those into written case studies. But the opportunities that we have to get in front of our customers to create videos is is rare, which is why we utilize our attendance at trade shows and our conference to get those done. 
Awesome. So could you talk about as a marketer and a professional in the business, um, cause you've mentioned this a couple of times now and I'm a big fan. Like everybody asks me, what kind of video do I need? How can I get started? And the very first one I recommend to everyone is some sort of customer testimonial, some sort of endorsement of the, of the product or the service of the company from the actual customer mm -hmm. and then, you know, share that. Can you talk about the importance of that alone, whether it be at a trade show or even bringing customers into your office for the day and shooting 20 of them? Why is that so important today? I just feel like just with anything, right, you want to know that other people find value in it. Um, I just know as a, as a consumer myself, when I'm going to buy something, the first thing I do is look at the reviews. I want to know, you know, what do other people think of this? And I think especially with something like accounts payable automation, where it is a big change, you know, you're taking a process that was completely manual and automating it, getting rid of all the paper. It's just, it's a new thing. And I think they want to hear from other people that are in their job functions that it actually works. What's your favorite part about marketing and Avid Exchange? Oh gosh, I think honestly, just how quickly we're growing and the pace at which we're doing so. So it's every day I learn something new and we're trying a lot of new things and not everything works, but I love our culture to be able to fail and fail fast. And we really stand by that. So I get to do new things all the time. Where's your biggest pain right now in, in your department where you guys struggling from a marketing standpoint? Oh, from a marketing standpoint, um, I think honestly, just with all the new people on board, just getting everybody trained and in sync, um, product marketing used to sit on the product side of the house and recently moved over. So we're really working to be more integrated with them and just identify like, how does product marketing work with demand gen? Who's responsible for creating the buyer personas? Who's responsible for creating the messaging and the pain points? And then what do you do with it and who does what with it after you get that information? So that's a big pain for us right now. So where's the opportunity moving forward or what's that next thing that you see out there? Because, you know, we're doing or you do organic search, which is almost a necessity for most businesses and to try to dominate that in your industry, doing paid search, things of that nature. What's the next thing? What's the one thing on your role's mind that you know that you're going to have to implement in the next five years? Oh, that's a great question. I think really we're just going to have to get more scalable. So our team, you know, this year is responsible for driving over 4,000 MQLs for the sales team. And our definition of MQL is very high standard. So basically they have to request a demo or say, I want to talk to a salesperson before they ever get to that point. And so we're going to have to do things that we didn't do before. I mean, we've been able to achieve our goals with what we're doing, but we need to find things that we can do at larger scale. Is social media big for you guys? Are you utilizing that quite a bit? You know, we've run a lot of tests and we're unique in the sense we're, we're B2B and we're also marketing to finance professionals and every customer that we talk to and we've done a lot of focus groups, you know, social media just isn't really on their radar. I do think that's going to change as not to be rude, but, you know, some of the older CFOs and controllers move out and retire and the younger, you know, millennial workforce gets into those positions. I think it'll, you know, become more important at that time. But for right now, the only success we've seen is around LinkedIn and it's been pretty minimal. Yeah. And then and as far as LinkedIn goes, I'm assuming you're doing traditional image with some text advertising. Mm -hmm. yes. Have you dug into video yet? Not that I know of. Not it's sure. probably on the radar. So with LinkedIn, you, is it just posts that you're making, connection, making sure that you connect with each and every client or prospect that comes through? Or is it, is it the ads that you're running on LinkedIn or a combination? 
I really think it's more, you know, empowering our sales team to share on LinkedIn. So we're really trying to create brand ambassadors within our company. So marketing puts together, you know, posts and says, hey, this is the latest news of Avid Exchange or this is the latest piece of content, you know, please share. And so a lot of our sales team goes and shares that and we see responses from that. In the way of uh, going back to the the webinars, which is really interesting, it's a great way to drive leads and to educate. Are these pre-recorded or are you using evergreen content? Meaning, you know, we're going to use this video many, many times and uh, that way we don't have to get in front of the mic every week. We do all of our webinars live. We, wow. we do. Yeah, we use um, GoToWebinar right now. Mm-hmm. It's integrated to HubSpot. It makes it really, really easy. But yeah, we do everything live. I think that I think that's a smart move because it shows that you guys are investing in real time with your audience. And they, they don't think they expect a perfect message every time. They expect real. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's talk about um, marketing in terms of importance of engaging as from an education or an, or an entertainment standpoint, and your your product is is a software technology driven. So, how do you make it interesting? Oh, how do you make it interesting? I think that's something that we've struggled with because our team is full of a lot of creative people, and we've tried to create content around you know the scary truth about AP automation during Halloween. And honestly, those things just haven't really worked for us. Our audience is they're finance professionals, and they like numbers and data and black and white. And so we've actually had to kind of pull back the reins on the creativity and just deliver the facts. It's kind of like knowing your client. Mm-hmm. And, and is it, was that the biggest misnomer going into this when they started to build campaigns is that they're going to want to be wowed every second? Yes. You know, I think it's really funny. Every single time we bring in a new team member and we're reviewing, you know, upcoming email campaigns, they look at subject lines and they're like, this is so boring. We need to jazz this up. And it doesn't work. (laughs) We've A-B tested, you know, so many different things. And something as simple as using their first name in the subject line and then putting, you know, ebook on the top three reasons to automate is going to work a lot better. So it's really comes down to, hey, I have a need. And um, are you going to be the one to fulfill it? Right, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking um, we had a guest on and we were talking about this concept and it, it just totally resonated with you guys and we can certainly talk offline about it, but because Salesforce is, is a partner or a vendor of yours, mm-hmm. very powerful tool as as is HubSpot. I think Chuck has stock in HubSpot secretly because he mentions it every every show. I am um, an evangelist of HubSpot as well. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, you know, Salesforce did something really smart years ago where they would go to their client with a team. Uh, like like a team for like my team, and they would produce a little brand culture piece about that company, Coca Cola North uh, Germany, uh, some other CPG, Nestle, and they would basically it'd be a three minute video on YouTube and wherever else that talked about the culture and the value of the company, weaving in how they're using Salesforce at the end and tying it in, and that's the end message in the CTA is Salesforce. I could totally see how that could benefit you guys. Uh, just featuring a client, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a big, big client and make it all about them and then what they're getting out of using Avid Exchange and why they use it. And then it serves you as well. Have you guys looked at something like that? 
You know, we, I mean, we've talked about the customer testimonials before, and we have shot on-site at customers' offices, um, but haven't really taken a direction like that. So thanks for the idea. I will take it back to the team on Monday. Yeah, and it, and you know, and I saw this a while ago, and we're doing that for some of our customers um, as well and partners, is it takes it past the point of them coming to the studio and grabbing a few sound bites of why we love Avid Exchange, mm-hmm. right? But now they're you're, you're seeing and feeling the culture, you're in their office, you're in their environment, you're seeing them with their customers. And it's like, it's like a movie. It's a, you know, you want to, what, what happens next? Right, know? exactly. You know, I don't want to see the trailer. I want to see the movie. I love it. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. Chuck, what do you think about that idea? I know you're excited over there. I, I, I think it, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I do have a question about the content um, and how much content is too much. Mm-hmm. That's you a great are, question. You're pumping it out there. Um, and I see quite a few blog posts. I'm mean, I'm I don't know how many you have in here. How often do you all post on your blog? I think we're posting at uh, two times a week right now. And we have, we cut back. We were five days a week blogging and just realized that we saw the exact same results from two times a week as five. So, you know, our writer now spends her time, our content writer that does just digital. So she does blogs and only copy for the website, focuses on more evergreen long tail pieces. Ellie, thanks so much for coming by today. What a what a treat. You learned so much about Avid Exchange and, and you. What's the best way for uh, somebody to reach out to you? To me personally or to Avid Exchange? Oh. Both. Great. Well, if you want to reach out to me personally, connect on LinkedIn. I think my uh, backslash is just Haley Martin. And then for Avid Exchange, take a look at our website, 